because we believe father that this is your time and your hour to touch and empower your people make the story the real story alive let Christ be ministered to every one of you in Jesus name amen you may be seated this is the fifth week that I've been talking about Joseph really I've been talking about you I've been talking to you that particularly that grew up in really tough situations grew up in strange situations where mom and dad were not the original mom and dad I grew up, I'm talking to those of you that grew up in families that were blended. Those of you that had some tough beginnings. I've been talking to those of you that carry the burden and the pain. The closest and the, the deepest wounds come from the closest people. And many of us are impacted by what happened or did not happen. And we carry that with us into life, carry it with us into our marriages and create. By that pain, gets multiplied and, and, and creates the same thing in the relationship you now are in. And you know what's interesting? Your children now, many of us, our children, are suffering from the same pain. And the enemy was, has been successful passing that pain from one generation to the next. But we have come to a time in God's calendar where God is not only erasing the pain, but he's making the dream come alive. I'm talking to every one of us who are carrying God's dream, the things he revealed, the things he showed you, that he would do with your life. And some of you have given up on those dreams. You have, because you don't see any way they could ever be. Some of you have experienced such damage. You've seen such damage in your relationships that you just don't, you can't conceive in your mind how God could make a reality what he put in your heart but I'm here this morning to declare to you the God that gave you the dream has not lost one ounce of power to make that dream come alive when we sing he turns graves into gardens many of you have as have been living as if you're in a grave well, there's no movement and there's no life or there's a mundane routine of decay but there's no life <laughs> but the God who created you the same God that is the same God that's never left you while you've remained in that pit somebody else created for you 
or, or, or those of you that are in, are in bondage or in prison, God has not left you. For a few moments, I want to take you through the journey of your Lord. But today, we celebrate that journey and we celebrate your deliverance. We celebrate God's hand on your life and the power of God to not only take you through the suffering, to be with you when you're, when you're buried and you just don't know how in the world God would ever make this come alive again. He's still with you. Tell your neighbor who's with you, is it feel it or not, he's with you. Your feelings, your circumstance do not dictate to God where he is. He decides to be with you whether you feel it or not. As we prepare to receive this meal today, as we prepare to receive Christ today, Genesis chapter 40 verse 14 declares Joseph's suffering. He was suffering so bad. And, and, and by the way, pain is the purpose of pain from the enemy is to get you to forget what God promised. Let me say that again. Your pain is devised to, to get you to forget about what God has promised you. Your negativity is there to, 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 to give you a signal over and over again. God's not there. God doesn't care about you. God, and if he does care about you, he doesn't have the power to change your condition. Lord, have mercy. So in Genesis chapter 40, as we pick up on this, and by the way, God gives us 10 whole chapters in Genesis to unfold this story to us in enough detail so you can recognize God in your life. So you can see this is where I am. And wherever you are on this journey, tap your neighbor, say it real loud. God is with you. Come on, tell him God is with you. Have mercy, Jesus. So, Genesis chapter 40, verse 14, occurs when uh, Joseph, who's in prison, falsely accused, did not do the crime, but he got to do the time. I was rehearsing with the brothers this morning. If anyone here in the building has ever been to prison, you have an appreciation that nobody else does. I can only speak from a person who's visited the prison. And when you're a visitor, they don't let you see everything. I'm only talking from, a, uh, from the vantage point of a person who's talked to that deep conversation with those who've been in prison. Joseph is there. But the one thing that's different about Joseph, though he's not, though he is falsely accused and he's not guilty, he, he, he's living in the predicament and and his gifting, much like many of you, your gifting, while you're in that condition, God 
Lord have mercy. That, that gifting rises and raises you to the top because you're good at what God has done in you. Now, though you may not be where you want to be, I want to tell you it is God that's working in you. And I said it to you, I've said it to you for four weeks now. This is the fifth week. No matter where you're confined, where you're buried, where you're trapped, or where you have to serve, or where you work, I'm telling you that God's gifting inside you wants to raise you to the top. Quit running away from responsibility. God wants to give you responsibility. He does so because he's trying. He has a future. Tap your neighbor. Tell him, God has your future in mind. And when you are in that condition as Joseph was, though he was in prison for what he did not do, he was still in charge. He was so much in charge until the drama is playing around him, just like the drama is playing around you and you don't even know what's going on. Joseph had no idea what was happening, but the, but the, but the king, the, the pharaoh himself, had put his, his baker and his cupbearer in jail. And you know, when you go to jail, when pharaoh's sitting in jail, it ain't likely you're coming back. I don't know what they did. Somebody said that maybe he, maybe he cooked the food and he knew Pharaoh didn't like that and he served it anyway. Ooh wee, ooh wee. The cupbearer, I can't even imagine why he would throw the cupbearer in jail. Because the cupbearer is the one who brings the cup that Pharaoh drinks. He has to be sure that he drinks it first to be sure that it ain't nothing in it. And he, don't, he doesn't drink out of the same glass of Pharaoh. He, drink, he pours the same drink in another glass. He takes, see, and if he don't die, okay, this is good. Yeah. Only thing I can think of, and one of the things I can think of, maybe when he poured it that day, he looked around and he thought, oh, this is Pharaoh's cup. And he sipped it and somebody saw him. Put your, you put your lips on my, you know, I don't know, whatever. He, I don't know what he did, but whatever he did. Boy, you're going to jail. Did he spit in that cup? Woo-wee. I hope not, because if he did, he dead. He sends the cupbearer and the baker to jail. These are the people that are close to him. Some of you are working very close to the person in charge. And so your protocol is extremely important because you, you impact the guy or the gal who's making the decisions. You know all their business. You handle their affairs. All the things that come down the job come down through your boss first, and you're the first next to your boss, and your boss runs it. You have to run it. He runs it through you. You process it, and you know all of what it is. And so you you got a sensitive situation. I don't know what they did, but whatever they did, he was upset. Take them to jail. And, you know, Pharaoh's word in the government that he it was around him, his word was life or death. Here they go. They think, oh, this is the end of us. Oh, I told you, you shouldn't have baked that dish. You know, you know, they, <laughs> they, they go to jail. And, they, 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 and, and they open the prison, and then the, the captain of the prison guard says, Joseph! Joseph stands. By the way, the Bible said he looked good, he was cut, and he, he looked good in face, and he looked good in form. He had his stuff together. Joseph, and he stood, he said, these two, 
take care of them. Because you know when fresh meat come to jail, y'all know what it is. And Joseph is in charge and he has to protect them. And while he's protecting them, they tell Joseph their story. They have a dream. And they said, we, we had this dream. And Joseph interprets their dream. Excuse me. His gift is from God. He is in confinement, though he's in charge. And, and he, he could have kept his talent like some of y'all. You kept your thing to yourself. You were treating bad and you wouldn't have enough sense to know that, that if you treat people good around you when you're, treating, when you're treating everybody bad, but you treat everybody good around you, somebody who's over you, over your boss, is checking you out. He interprets a dream and when he interprets a dream, he tells them, oh, okay, he tells the, <laughs> he tells the baker, he said, uh, in three days, Pharaoh is going to hang you. By the way, if you got a dream from God and you're commanded to tell the truth, tell the truth. Look at your neighbor and say, tell the truth no matter what. Tell the truth no matter what. Somebody who's above your boss is watching over you. Tell the truth. Tap your neighbor and say, tell the truth, baby. Don't be lying. Don't be twisting it. Don't be shaping it. No, tell the truth. It may not lie. By the way, by the way, by the way, what if you love people, you will tell them the truth, even though that truth they may not like. Every parent's got to learn to tell the truth to their kids. So when they act a fool, you, you got to tell the child the truth. You acting a fool, and I didn't birth no fool. A parent has to say to your child, oh, you lied. Well, well, well. No, no, you lied. Take the hand of the person sitting, sitting next to you and tell, for God's sake, for Jesus' sake, tell the truth we live in a season right now where nobody wants to listen to the truth we are, we are living in a time right now that people are taking the truth and twist it and turn it around now here you come you come in the classroom you come here you come in the classroom and, and and you got everything that god gives a man but you got a dress on Y'all watching? Here you come. You come in the classroom. You have everything that God, the, your, incredible, your incredible benevolent creator, gave a woman. You got all the stuff a woman's got. But you got the jeans on. You didn't butch your hair. You didn't compress your chest. Because you had stuff happen to you and you, and you're, you're inside, you, you're not relating to the sex God assigned you. You're in pain. You know, I, I feel, it, it is amazing to me how many of, of God's children who are suffering with that, my wife and I are, are becoming friends with. Take you everybody and say, at some point you got to tell the truth. <laughs> so no, baby, God didn't make a mistake. Somebody around you made a mistake. 
Yeah, I feel that right now. You're in, you're, in, you're in a powerful position. You're in an influential position. And the time will come when if you, you, can, you can twist it or not tell the truth and save face or save uh, ost being ostracized or you save, uh, you save a lot of trouble. But, but God didn't put you there to save you from trouble. Because he is the truth. And he said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall, come on, set you free. You can't set folk free unless you tell them the truth. Now, everybody's not willing to be free yet. So sometimes they take your truth as their pain. And sometimes in their heart, you, they make you their enemy because you told them the truth. And by the way, Paul gets it real straight. He says, when you tell the truth, you better be careful what spirit you tell the truth in. Are you guys there? Because he's speaking the truth in love. That's how you build up one another. So you're not ostracizing and putting folk down. You can relate to their pain and their position and the stuff that happened to them. By the way, a lot of confusion, most of that confusion between sexual, gender confusion, comes from family. Do you feel that quietness right there? That's because it's the truth. And Jesus is going to heal it. Tap your neighbor that Jesus is going to heal it. Because his truth is going to set folk free. So Joseph tells them the truth. One of them, he says, that in three days, I, I see your dream. In three days, Pharaoh is going to hang. The other one tells him, I wonder who told him first. I got to look back and see which one spoke first. Was it the cupbearer spoke first? So, so, so he gave him the good news. He said, oh, in three days, in three days, Pharaoh's going to restore you. But that other one, he said, oh, look in the scripture. He's buried. Joseph is buried in it. Only, and Joseph says this, and this is, not, not, this is how you know he's buried. And some of you are still buried, but you're still trying to set yourself free. Joseph said, only keep me in mind. Keep me in mind when it goes well with you. And please do me a kindness and, and holler at your boy. And remember... Remember me to mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. That part right there. That part right there. Some of you are having a problem because you are you had this thing and you know this this inside you kind of hold God suspicious for your condition because you can't there ain't no other explanation. So you say God is the one that got me here, and so he, he he's saying get me out of here. I don't belong in here. Some of you are saying I, it's not just. I'm in this situation, I pass all the tests, and you still will promote me? And then not, then the worst thing, you start hollering about your color. No, it ain't your color. Somebody bigger than your color has got you in that position until you get your heart right. Look at your lips and say, fix your heart. You got, to, you got to get your heart right. Because see, God was with him 
just like God is with you. And while you're there, and while you're handling business, and while you are giving that situation your best, like James said, when you go to work, work as, not to men, work as unto God. So you have an ugly overseer. You have a negative boss. You've got a prejudice overseer. And here you are, and you inside, it could be that you're down inside blaming God because, you know, Lord, you know I need this job. And God said, you have no idea what I'm going to do with you. You need, you need to woman up. <laughs> As my wife said, put your big panties on. Big girl draws. That's how she said. Put your big, men say panties. Put your big girl draws on. Every morning. <laughs> Button up your thing and go walk up in there and do your thing. I speak it to all of you because all of us are in this kingdom economy and it does not necessarily go well with your reputation and what you have to put up with when I know I have something in my heart for people who serve tables because you know you can serve some really nasty people they come in there mad may I help you wait <laughs> And don't bring the wrong thing. Oh, oh. Cut, did you eat, they eat half of it. Eat half of it and give it back and say, this ain't what I ordered. Yeah, we did see it last night. <laughs> Joseph says to him, you will be elevated out of here. Pharaoh will get you out. You you will go to your death. And by the way, the one that you're going to see, when you see Pharaoh, mention the boy to me. Hey, 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 if my gift in serving you, if it blessed you, uh, <laughs> remember me when, when you come into your kingdom. Yeah. Remember me when you leave. Are you there? And then Joseph gave him, he, he, verse 15 tells you he ain't ready yet. Because he started talking, justifying himself. By the way, the moment you open your mouth trying to justify yourself, it says you're not ready. Because Jesus is asking you, Jesus is asking you to take his place. That's why we have communion today. Jesus is asking you to take his position, his heart, his spirit. We know he ain't ready because he said, look, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't even, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be treated this way. I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews. And even here, I have, and even though I'm here, I have done nothing to deserve this. They should never have put me in this dungeon. And his mind's going back to his serving his master with explicit uh, excellency and integrity. And the wife blames him of raping her and he never touched her. Some of you got a problem right now because those that are blaming you because you're either your skin color using that or your situation, they blamed you and you are. And one reason why God can't promote you because you do not carry his heart. 
You have not seen yourself. You have not seen what God is doing in you and what he wants to change in you. And you are still trying to defend yourself. You heard exactly what I said. You walk around with a chip on your shoulder, and as long as you carry that, how in the world can he put you up in front as his representative? Because if you want to be like Jesus, then you shut your mouth as they hang you up. You want to be like Jesus, then you forgive them for what, Lord, have mercy. You forgive them for punishing you for what you never did. What is, what is going on today here? I didn't come in here to yell all that. Too late, too late. Because as long as he's that way, beloved, as long as he's that way, well, hey, check it out. Look for yourself. Look at the scripture yourself. I've not done anything to be in here. And they never should have put me in this dungeon. He's on top in the dungeon, but he hates it. I think he's somewhat inside mad with God because God gave him that incredible dream and it's everything opposite of that. Your patience can get worn out when you're in God's dream process. You can get bitter when you're in God's dream process. You can become uh, complacent. You can become critical. You can become discouraged and always on the defense. Man, you need to... Look at your neighbor and say, you know what he's saying. <laughs> so we're going to receive this table today, who is Christ, because if you can get that, then all of a sudden inside, all of a sudden, your outside condition, you begin to see way beyond what you're presently experiencing. Y'all still there? Go on, let God just bury you. If dead men tell, no tales. Let God go ahead and finish the job. Because that thing living on the, in, on the inside of you that wants to be justified, and that thing living on the inside of you that wants to rise up, and that thing inside of you that wants to be ugly with everybody else, discolors his kingdom disqualifies us from being used by God to do the glorious thing he's purposed for us to do. Lord, I really like that silence because when that silence comes, I know you, you're talking to people. Genesis chapter 40 verse 21 says, he restored the chief cupbearer to his office and he put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. That means he was trusted again. Are you there? In verse 23 says, yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but he forgot him. I think that God just took Joseph out his mind. 
he might have had a mind to want to say something about this brilliant Hebrew who, who deciphered our dream. But God, what? He went on by his business. Are you all there? Some of y'all depending on people to get you out of your situation. You, 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 you're depending on so-and-so's kindness and you're depending on so-and-so's ability and what you did for so-and-so and what you did. You think they're going to put the good word in for you, but nah, they don't forgot about you. God said, oh, not ready yet. Got to let you cook a little while longer. Look at, look at chapter 41, verse 1. As we... As we as we, as, we rile, as we walk through this story, look through it, not at verse 1. Now it happened. I love the first, first uh, I like the first three words. Now it happened. <laughs> God is the one who's, con is, is, who's really in control of the happenings. You know, we, used to, we used to ask, what's happening? No, when God said, well, now, watch me make something happen. Now it happened that the chief cupbearer Excuse me. Now it happened at the end of what? Two full years. See, when he, when, when he said, holla at you, boy, holla at you, boy, that caused that boy two more years in jail. Is that cold-blooded? And you know what? God was not upset about it. Didn't change God's love for him. In fact, it was the love of God that kept him there because God, where God, where God was going to take him, he could not afford to have that attitude in the place where God wanted to put him because where God wanted to put him was much greater than anything else around him, much greater even than the whole country, in the whole country of Egypt. It was greater than that. And so God was not, he was not, he was not disposed to put that man in a position that he could not take. He didn't care how much charisma he had. His character wasn't right yet. And until his character got right, then God could, he could afford to put him in that chair. But not until, look at your neighbor and say, he talking to you. Lord Jesus, two years? Really? Really? Yep. By the way, gently take the hands that God knows how long you need to serve till you're ready to promote you. <laughs> God knows how he knows. And so what you need to do is trust God that he, he, he know my time frame because he know my heart. You, learn, you, you and I need to learn how to cooperate with God in an attitude change. Help us, Jesus. So check it out, saints. Oh, we're almost there. And look, Pharaoh he said, he said, after two years, Pharaoh had a dream. After two, he said, after two years, Pharaoh had a dream. Guess who gives men dreams? God wasn't ready to give Pharaoh that dream yet because God knew his man was not ready to handle it yet. He knew what that dream was going to promote, and he knew what it was going to take, and he knew the man he'd already chosen to fulfill the position. But he couldn't let it go yet because his attitude wasn't right. And so God had Pharaoh to have a dream, and his dream was so troubling, saints, Pharaoh couldn't sleep. 
Now, Pharaoh was looked upon in Egypt as a god. So when nobody in the land was higher in authority than Pharaoh. And so just to, I'll, 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 I'll quicken the story. Pharaoh's trying to get the dream, and now every, now all the dream, <laughs> excuse me, all the dream interpreters, all the dream interpreters are in trouble now. They're in trouble now. Pharaoh can't sleep, and somebody better tell me, somebody better tell me what I'm dreaming. And by the way, if, I, if it don't set right with my spirit, you dead because you're holding the position that you don't need to be holding. I wish somebody would hear me today. And so everybody trembling. Pharaoh got a dream telling everybody, I had a dream. And everybody said, oh, shoot. All the prophets, all the priests, all the preachers and the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers around there, they all, they all around there were all of them shucking and jiving and talking about, you know, you know, you know. And, 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 he, and he said, I need to have somebody interpret my dream. I could see them going, oh, God, I ain't going to work today. He didn't already put the cupbearer and his own baker in jail. What we, what are you gonna do if we don't interpret this dream right? Y'all get the picture. God said, God whispered to the cupbearer, "Hey, cupbearer." It was God talking to him. He didn't know it was God. In his own mind, he said. I remember, I remember a Hebrew boy. I'm sorry, let me put it in the vernacular. I know this, I'm this little Negro down in jail. Lord have mercy, Jesus. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? He said, oh yeah, I remember that guy. You know, he said, now Pharaoh, if you read it, you'll see he has to talk to, you can't talk to Pharaoh any kind of way. He said, Pharaoh, I, I'm, I'm, dis, I'm disposed to to remember a time when Pharaoh was not happy with your boy. I mean, with, 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 he, 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 you, weren't, you weren't happy with me, and uh, you put me and the, uh, uh, the baker in jail. And when we were in jail, he telling all the details. He said, while we were in jail, we both had a dream at the same time, but different dreams, and we told the dream to this young Hebrew boy, and he told us, the Hebrew boy told the cup, listen, he's a, he, Pharaoh's ears wide open. He said, he told him that, 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 that you are going to, Pharaoh going to kill you, and that you were going to restore me. It was exactly as he said it. Pharaoh said, bring that boy. Two years, and I don't know how many years before then. You can add it up. Because he's 30 years old by the time he sits in that chair. But he's 17 when he got thrown in. Lord have mercy. You figure it out. And you know what's amazing to me? And, and, and Pharaoh said, bring that boy. And, and look down the text. They took Joseph. They, they shaved his beard. So no, he had a full beard. They shaved his beard. They washed up in his underarms. They took, yeah, man. And, and they wrapped him in clean clothes. And they made him look like an Egyptian. And some of y'all can't go because y'all don't want to follow protocol. Because, you know, you know they're telling you, Lord, help me right now. Help me right now. They're telling you, you know, some of you, if the Holy Ghost told you to cut your dread, 
dreads, there's a reason. Maybe it's because, not that dreads are bad, but maybe those, those dreads can't get willed to the influence that God wants to wield in your life to change a whole situation. But you know you're so black and out proud. Say it now. I'm black and out proud. Are you crazy? They cleaned the boy up, made him presentable <laughs> to Pharaoh. And they bring Joseph, and Joseph, no, excuse me, he going through the daily prison routine. And that day, the captain of the guard comes down, Joseph, come here, sir. Pharaoh wants to see Pharaoh. What is going on here? Clean him up. Those who took care of that protocol in Pharaoh's house came down, got Joseph, gave him the right bath, put on the right underarm deodorant. Hallelujah. <laughs> prison, don't prison don't smell good. <laughs> Cleaned up all the areas and orifices and got him straight. Wrapped him up. So when Joseph walked, I imagine he smelled like... And what you don't know is God had already dressed him up with God's favor. What you don't know is while he's going through that situation, taking care of business, God was already working in his heart. Filling him full of integrity. Though he was done wrong, he ain't going to do wrong. And try to justify his doing wrong by what whoever, whoever sung that somebody done me wrong song then. But no, instead he comes and he shows up to Pharaoh with the greatest amount of respect. And Pharaoh said, I had a dream. He told him the details of the dream. See, he, Pharaoh said to him, look at the text, I heard you could interpret dreams. I'm, I, here's how I know Joseph had his, had his heart right. Because his answer to Pharaoh was, well, Pharaoh, God is the one who interprets dreams. So anything you hear coming from me is from God. Now, Pharaoh's supposed to be a god, but Lord, y'all ain't hearing me. And some of you come before the boss or the chief or the, or, the, or, the, or the CEO of the corporation, and you acting like, you're like no, 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 no. You represent somebody who keeps him breathing. It keeps him alive. Joseph comes, and he begins to tell Pharaoh, and he tells him in explicit detail. Lord have mercy. Pharaoh, the dream you had is one and the same. With no skinny cows, seven skinny cows, seven fat cows. And the seven, oh, seven skinny cows ate up the fat cows. And the seven skinny cows didn't get no bigger. What is going on? And Pharaoh said, God is bringing a famine on your land. Joseph said, who did I say? Jo Joseph said, God is bringing a famine on your land. And you got seven years to get your act together. There'll be seven, seven fat years and seven lean years.
back, this is my imagination, falls back on his throne and he says, that's me. Because, you know, when you give people the truth, it satisfies them whether they know their whether they know your God or not. And he said, Pearl, oh, I want to read that so I won't miss it. I hadn't memorized it exactly. So listen, this is so amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Pharaoh was like, well, what do we do? See, do you understand that in your situation where it is, what God's been doing in your life, the time is going to come when they're going to ask you. How do we solve this? What do we do? I, I want to declare in the name of Jesus, that wherever you are stationed in God's economy, you are the problem solver. Oh, yes, you are. God is the one who gives you that. He will give you that wisdom of what to do, how to make that thing go, how to turn that thing around, how to get rid of so-and-so that's the real cause of the problem. He'll show you exactly. You got to tell the truth with integrity, and you got to do it without trying to pad your pocketbook. You got to do it just because it's right. Because he doesn't know. Pharaoh, Joseph does not know whether this is his time or not. He doesn't know that. He's a God, hear God, hear God looking at his heart. Hey, angels, he ready. He gonna tell the truth now. He ain't gonna try to defend himself. He'll tell the truth even if it cost him more years. I wish I, I wish I had somebody, I wish I had somebody listening to me this morning. Check out, check this out. Verse 34, chapter 41, verse 34. Check it out. Let, what do, what, what, what do we do? Now, 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 excuse me. He gets crucified. <laughs> oh, have mercy. Joseph gets crucified with all of the oppression and lies. He's crucified. He gets buried when he never remembers him. And he, he, he just acts like he never existed. And Joseph is there, another, he's buried like, okay, it's over, forget it. And it, this, is, this is a principle I want you to get, get a hold of in your heart. You will come to the place where you just, you know, you're going to rest because you don't know how. You can't make it happen. No matter what you do can make it happen. You're going to go ahead. Some of you, God is trying to stab you, graveyard dead, and, and you're trying to stay alive. It's that stay alive is the problem. And you, you know, you got the shoot in your heart, and you know you're coming around. Just die. Just die. Quit trying to make that thing happen yourself. Gently take that hand and say, just go ahead and turn it loose. Go ahead and turn it loose. Turn it loose. She said it already. You can't fix it yourself. So you need, you need to turn it loose in God's hand. How can God handle it if you got it? Joseph is standing there before the king, before Pharaoh. He said, he said, amazing so he's buried he's been suffering see all those years he's been suffering 
but he's buried when that cat forgets him. Isn't it amazing where he's forgotten? He's forgotten in as close to deliverance as you could ever be. He's in Pharaoh's court in prison. But he can't do nothing. That's all. I can't preach about waiting when I could, but I, I would like to say, wait on him, but I can't do it yet. I'm going to break loose one day. Y'all are going to be shocked and be sitting there looking at me like, oh, my God. <laughs> Let Pharaoh take action. What do I do, Joseph? Pharaoh speaking to a prisoner who's a Jew. Egyptians hated Jews. Let Pharaoh take action to appoint overseers. Notice the S. Appoint overseers in charge of the land. So Joseph wasn't talking about himself. Let him, let him exact a fifth of the produce, 20% of the produce of the land of Egypt in seven years of abundance. Then let them gather, let them gather all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain for food in the cities under Pharaoh's authority and let them guard it. Are you guys there? Keep going so we can go home. Oh, yeah, so we can take communion and go home. Pharaoh, are you there, saints? Okay, look at chapter 30, chapter 41, verse 39. Then Pharaoh said to his servants, servants, Can we find a man like this in whom is a divine spirit? Wait, you, I, I thought you were a divine one, Pharaoh. Can we find a man like this who has a divine spirit? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God, since God, when your, when, when your attitude and your behavior is so incredibly excellent that it will prove to everybody around you that God is God, not everybody else is God. God himself is God. And, and Pharaoh, he bailed out of his own mouth because he's standing in front of one of God's servants. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Are you there, saints? Here's what he said. Here's what he said as I wet my computer. Here's what he said. He said, are you there? What does it say? Can I find a man in whom there's a divine spirit? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has informed you of this, there is no one so discerning and wise as you are. You shall be over my house. And, and according to your command, all my people shall do homage. Only in the throne I will be greater than you. Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph hand and clothed him with Pharaoh's choice clothes and garments and linen and put the gold necklace around his neck and then put him in his own chariot and paraded him across the city and everybody and everybody in Egypt said whoa and they said pay homage to Joseph they bowing down to that prison boy they bowing down to that Hebrew and 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 don't you see don't you see don't you see see what God can do don't you see what God wants to do
said to him, ride in the second chariot. And they proclaimed Joseph, bow the knee. They told the people, bow down. Somebody who represents deity is coming by. I want to tell you something. I think, I think Joseph was probably weeping, not celebrating. That in a few moments, God lifts him out of that predicament, lifts him out of prison, and puts him in the palace and parades him around. It's really, it's really heavier than that. Check it out. It's, it's one of the greatest stories in the scripture. Made him ride, proclaim before him, bow the knee, and he set him over the land of Egypt. Verse 44 in chapter 41 says, Moreover, Joseph's, the Pharaoh said to Joseph, Thou, he says, Through, though, though I am Pharaoh, you without your permission, no, listen to him. God have mercy. Therefore, he said, therefore, without your permission, no one shall raise his hand or his foot in the land of Egypt. What? My daughter, my son, you have just not understood the magnitude of the, of the promotion that's waiting for you. My brother, my sister, you have not understood in these days where the voice of God, the integrity of God is so needed that you have been chosen. God believed that you would, you, yes, he believed that you could take the journey. He believed that you wouldn't be so bitter that you would be no good. He believed that you could see beyond your present situation. Change your attitude and ready yourself to be in charge. When you know when you're large and in charge, people who are large and in charge understand what it took to get there. They are not bragging. They are not boasting. They are sobered with the weight of their responsibilities. So God said, now I'm going to save the whole nation of Egypt, of Egypt and the surrounding area, I'm going to save it through this Hebrew boy. What? Bow your heads. I call this a true resurrection. Some of you have been suffering even, even because of your own decisions, but you're suffering some of you have been in prison, suffering and buried, so suffering and buried, so you just, you don't even see how God could ever do what he promised. So you forget about it. He so forgot about it, Chris, he named one of his kids, God calls me to forget my troubles. My Lord have mercy. Yeah, that's right. 
Because we're going to take this table, this table today, and remind you that sitting at the table is Jesus and his disciples, but also sitting at the table is Joseph. Did you not know that Jesus comes from his lineage? Jesus is at that table is, is Joseph. About to go into the worst nightmare of his life. If you track Joseph's life correctly, you also will be tracking the same principles that God took Jesus through. And now, his crucifixion, all he went through, God now is saying, I'm going to raise him up. He is releasing all control. So everything is left to the Father. It's why I pray for these elements today. I pray, Father, for this bread, which is your body, having suffered for us. You said when we break it, when we take it, remember, remember you. I pray for the power of this supper today to release strength to those who are on the journey. Those who are suffering and there's no reason to their suffering. It's not righteous. But you've chosen them. You're preparing them. I pray, Father, that as they drink the cup, the blood of Jesus that broke forth from his broken body, his broken flesh, I pray. You said when we take this, remember, every time we do it, we, re we remember the death of our Lord. Show forth, celebrate the death because the death also proclaims his resurrection. As you drink today and as you eat of this bread, may God, the heavenly your heavenly Father, just infuse your soul courage the, the decision, the determination stay right before God knowing that promotion's coming that he, God will heal you so he can heal your family he will always choose one in the family first to heal and it's, it'll spread to the rest in the name of Jesus Father God this cup and this bread your body and your blood we receive today that we may be whole that at the moment of promotion we know how we got here and we're prepared to spend the rest of our life giving glory to you heal the hurt of the pain of the journey heal the physical bodies who is suffering because of sin and suffering because of sickness and suffering because of disease. As our right, as sons and daughters of the Most High, we, we receive that right from the cross.
because you became sick for us that we might be whole, healed, and healthy. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Heal those who are suffering from the illusion, suffering from the confusion of the identity of how you made them. Heal them today, Lord. Arrest every sexual diversion in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I praise you. I give you all the glory. Lord, let every heart be prepared to receive this meal today. Let them hold nothing against anyone. And sin that we've committed, the worst sin is not trusting in you. The worst sin of not trusting in you. Forgive us. Forgive us and cleanse us. Release a positive heart of confession. Thank you for delivering us from our own deception. Forgive us. Thank you, Lord.